Jew banger, back to the dynamic duo, just the hey, two of us. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to know yeah. what that means. No, I know. I don't care. I'll know. You'll know. My little boy will know. And that's it. It's fine. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, that's, it, he thought that was my name, wasn't it? Yes. He was like, yeah. is it Dorinda Savondu, mummy? And that was it forever. Yeah. Savant, Savondu is now. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Savondu. <laughs> He's like, oh, I read it wrong. Sorry. It was brilliant. It cracked me up. And then it just um, created a whole string of uh, variations around a theme of Savandu. Savant do. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yep, there's there's, there's <laughs> some of it. That's kind of accurate. But yeah, um, yeah what's been going down? How's, uh, are you recovering from having a few guests on the trot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, massively. I tell you, when we amazing. finished at half, oh, it was awesome. It was unbelievable. But I tell you, when we finished at half twelve that day, yeah, I was a bit like the next day. But it was it was amazing. Mm. Like every single one. Oh yeah, for everybody who doesn't inspiring. know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just because um, Sydney. Um, Sarah's um, episode fifty nine with uh, Sarah Mackay. She's in Sydney, so we ended up. I was had to try to coordinate time, so we ended up finishing recording by right. like midnight or half past midnight or something on that yeah, on Wednesday we, night, we, like right in the middle of the week. And you've been up since five thirty that day. Yeah, five like five thirty, five o'clock. And uh, by the end of it, I was just like, "Wow!" And then you can't, you don't go, you can't just bang go to sleep, can you? So I was quite mm. wired afterwards. So I don't think I got yeah. to sleep until about half past one, um, yeah. and then I had to be up at six. So I was a bit yeah. like, "Oh my lord." How am this I going to do this? How, yeah. how am I going to survive? But you do, you do. You know, if I, I, <laughs> <laughs> cocaine for breakfast, that's where you deal with it. <laughs> Have you ever seen the film ID? Are you a bit young for that? Did you ever see that a really long time ago? <laughs> Sorry. Did you just patronize, did you just patronize no, me? Have you no. seen that film ID? <laughs> No, or maybe you're no, a bit young for that. that. I just, I don't mean like that. I'm just, I'm sure. I've my seen age. movies from really the old. 70s, you know. Yeah. No, it's about a policeman that gets involved with like a uh, sort of like um, they're, they're kind of a national front and a bit sort of Nazi and he just kind of goes off the rails. And there's a scene where he puts cocaine on his cornflakes. Um, he basically like just gets totally into it, leaves the police force. So yeah, it's one as of those you, mad films. As you do. It's kind of like early nineties, I think. And uh yeah, it just reminded me of that. Like at the end of the film, he's just like sprinkling corn and um, coke on his cornflakes, eating it, and then going out doing national front stuff. So yeah. That was that. Yep. That's yeah. That sounds 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 like I did not <laughs> so do that's that. how you got through your day. Right. Oh yeah, no, oh, I did okay. not do that. Although I did feel like I had been clubbing. It was just like feeling of being up all mm. night. And then, <laughs> and then waking up and having to go about your day and feeling a bit weird. So, uh, yeah, I felt a bit like that. So mm. it reminded me of my clubbing days. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I felt that as well. I went to sleep about 2 o'clock because the same. I was pretty buzzed. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just, you know, when you're having a great conversation, you're just like, Amazing. yeah, okay, I've got to, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm might as well, might as well be 7 a.m. You had a nap. Quite a long nap in the middle of the day. In the middle of the oh, day, yeah. like a baby. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'm getting ready for this. I'm getting ready for so this." No wonder you couldn't sleep. Yeah, don't be no, in the day. That definitely wasn't it. Oh, I could, I could oh. fall asleep anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter if I've just fell asleep for ten hours. I can go back to sleep. But um, 
That's, that's just that's just my thing. It's just wow. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down. If I ever have to apply for a job again and I've got a CV, <laughs> I'm like, what's your skills? I can sleep, sleep. anytime, anywhere. <laughs> just tell me, and I'll go to sleep. <clears throat> that's so funny yeah, because was, as a mother, hmm, you, you, hmm. that 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 goes. Like I used to be able to right. do that, but when you become a mother, that ability to fall asleep, you don't have that anymore. You you literally wake up. If 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 a if there's a fly outside your window, you'll wake up. You know, it's just any, anything mm. will wake you up. So right. yeah, any tiny little noise because you're wired in to kind of make sure that your kid's okay. Even though my kid's eleven yeah. now, you still you're still wired yeah. in to be right. Yeah, yeah. What just what just happened? Of course, yeah. Just like yeah. years of that. So yeah, it's just gonna be yeah, that way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm prepped. Prepare I'm yourself. Fully... No, you're not. Prepped. You're not no. even a little bit prepped. You could never be fully prepped. It's like, no, all right, I, I get it. I'm never going to sleep, and my life is all about the little kid. Yeah. But um, you will never actually know until you actually experience it, right? Exactly. So, you have yeah, no so. idea how you're going to be. And all your sleep might have prepared you beautifully. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, if, only, if it was like, if only sleep was accumulative, do you know what I mean? I would have bought that shit so that I could have it now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think lots yeah. of people feel that way. I'm yeah, all right. Exactly. I'm good. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Damn. Yeah. That would be amazing, actually. I don't know why I've never thought of that before. What, bottling yeah, sleep? Be amazing. Yeah, if you could. If you could do that. Because then, yeah, for those like first three years of having a kid, especially, you could <laughs> three just... Years? Uh, Lol. I mean, the, when they're keeping you up at night, that that period. That's what I'm saying. Three years, okay. Really? Why would it be more? My kid kept me up forever. I mean, he was a four four to five a.m. start until he was about nine. Oh right, that's okay. <laughs> that's As in, okay. he still slept through. He still slept through the night, right? No, not oh, really. really. Yeah, he'd oh, wow. wake up. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It's just okay, one of them. Yeah. All right. Well, now that I know that, I'll keep that in mind that yeah. it could be at least five years <laughs> or maybe nine, actually. So yeah, No, it, I think uh, we ha I had a unique, a unique sleeping child, I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if only I could bottle sleep, I, I yeah, I'd have that now. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to be you're going to be doing something pretty mad pretty soon. I am. What's, what's happening? What's happening? So <laughs> your eyes, my eyes. Um, yeah. So I, I, if you've been listening to the podcast, you will know that I've been training and upping my resistance training and lifting quite heavy weights, which is super beneficial for anyone of any age. But I was speaking to my friend that trains me the other day, and I was like. I feel like I need a goal. I feel like I need, I just feel like I need to have something to work towards. I like to challenge myself. I like to um, push my body. So I was like, what do you think about me prepping for a photo shoot? And the photo shoot is like a fitness photo shoot where you basically train and lift really heavy and start to, you start off with quite a, quite a, quite a calorific intake, but then you start to, for the last three months, taper your calorific intake down. So you taper your calories down to quite minimal amounts. And then you start to shred, as they say, 
for the last three months. It's almost like she, she explained it to the other day because it's, it's all quite confusing in my head. And you're going to have to help me, G, try and figure it out. But you kind of, you lift heavy, like for two, three months, and you eat more and it's more carby. It's still very healthy. And you eat kind of four or five times a day and you're having protein shakes and things like that. But then after or when you get towards the photo shoot, the last three, three and a half months, you minimize your food and it really is like low carb and you lift less heavy and you start shredding so that when you get to the photo shoot, and this is where I'm unclear because I think you then have to add some carbs in, um, you pop so that it's like, this, this photo shoot isn't like a glamour photo shoot or anything like that. It's, it's basically a fitness photo shoot where your muscles are defined and, and I just want some really nice black and white photos just so I can look back and go, you did that and you did look okay. And do you know what I mean? And, and look at all the hard work you did. And, and I feel like my training at the moment has brought my body really quickly into a shape that I've never really seen it in before. So it's getting really, really defined and I'm kind of finding it a really fascinating journey because it's very, very basic compound, those compound exercises like bicep curls, shoulder presses, squats, wide squats, lunges, you know, it's really basic. It's like, you know, it's not this functional flowy movement that I've been used to, but my God, it does the job. You know, it, it's like, I, I think I had to leg press 150 kilos the other day. And I don't know what that means to anyone else. But to me, I'm like, that feels like a lot of weight to me um, <laughs> for my frame. <laughs> and, so three times and, your body weight, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Maybe just slightly, slightly less. But, and you know, I'm lifting and squatting quite heavy weights. I'm lifting and pushing. And, and it is that push-pull deadlift squat. So it's functional movement, but it's very basic functional compound movement i think that's the right word and i love it and i've seen a change in my body even though i'm the age i am really quickly i think it's what been i don't think it's been three months i think it's been two months that i've been training like this and already even and this is what i can't wrap my head around i find it really bizarre but even though i'm eating a bit more i look littler and I, i'm just mm. like oh. <laughs> And I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, and I'm starting to get this team around me. I've got my mate who trains me, and then I've got this this really amazing bodybuilding guy who's done so many shows, and he's been doing it forever. And he trains loads of people, and he gets people ready for bikini competition shows, which I'm absolutely not going to do. Um, and his WhatsApp picture is just—he's like hench Hulk, you know. <laughs> Like, yeah. ah! uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he did me a nutrition plan and it's like, and, and, you know, he asked me all these really interesting questions and it was all quite scientific. And, he, and at the end he was like, and you're going to need to supplement it with like probiotics and this and that and the other, but the plan, oh my God, for three months, I mean, like there's, I mean, it's basically 1200 calories a day, very little carbs. It's all been like shared out, you know, it's like, can I do that? Am I up to that challenge? Do you know what I mean? Because that's that's the thing. It's the nutrition. You know, yes, it's it's lifting weights. Yes, it's but you know, it's not even running. He's like, no running. Just get two ten thousand steps in. Do some walking. You might want to do a hit so that you're not constantly walking. Um, but lift and lift 
you've got to lift about four times a week and lift heavy. But when you start to taper down, you're not lifting as heavy because you're not going to be able to on 1200 calories. And that's when you're going to start to cut and pop. And, and then I don't know what happens at the end. You know, I, I think you then have to like have a little bit of carb to then pop for the actual shoot. I haven't even booked a photographer, but I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know? Yeah. This is gonna be this is gonna be mad. This is gonna be amazing. I know. Is uh, my my dream of seeing Jude fill out the screen is gonna come true. But I don't think I'm gonna fill. I just think <laughs> no, it's gonna be right, that right. it'll be more defined. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. No, you're not gonna get swallowed like that. So I'll still I'll still have to hold off on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm um, not gonna do that. How long did you say the process is gonna be? So From I'm training now. I think I think the process. So I've already started, but the actual process is about fourteen weeks. Being on that plan, being on plan, yeah. upping my training to maybe three to four resistance sessions a week. So two legs, two arms, and incorporating. You know, you you cut it down, or you get specific. So one day you're train quads and hamstrings, the other day you train glutes, and uh, do you know what I mean? It's like you specify mm. within those training sessions. But two arms, two legs. Mm-hmm. and it might sound ridiculous do you know what I mean to somebody it's like why are you doing that but it's like I wanted to fight train I was prepared to have like a fight uh, a Thai boxing fight at this age and now I'm like uh, stepping into a ring as a mother uh, you know as someone in their 40s it's like <laughs> maybe that's not such a good idea and I actually don't have the energy for that but this this feels different this feels more accessible and more attainable but it's mm. still a challenge. It's still pushing my body to where I'm possibly not comfortable going. It's looking at my tr- nutrition in huge detail mm-hmm. and seeing if I can actually do it. Have I got the willpower to not stuff my face with twirls? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I can love that a twirl. Be, oh my that, God. That's, your, that's a temptation. <sighs> All chocolate is my temptation and coffee because right. I can't have any coffee or milk or anything. So you can have it. No, all right. Not, not black oh, I can coffee. have coffee. Yeah, I could have coffee, right. black coffee, but I'd be like, mm. so, yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a intense. challenge. It's going to be yeah. intense, but let's do it. Let's try. Yeah, yeah amazing. You're definitely going to be, you're going to be taking places where you haven't been before. Is, um, uh, like I haven't, I haven't done a transformation like that. Okay. But it's funny, it's funny when you mentioned it right before we started recording podcasts, because I was like, what? You want to do this because i've been thinking about it for like two three months have you like yeah it's like i, I, I feel like uh I feel like i want to do the same thing as well okay so um yeah i've been weighing it up and i've been trying to yeah just figure out like when would be how? the right time to do it not not so much how is like okay. it's just it'll just be a case of hire the right coach to help me through that um <clears throat> and just just see through see through the whole plan but mm. um yeah, because that'd be fun. That would be, I say fun, yeah. it will be extremely challenging, but that's that's what the fun is. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what I know of the process and just like, you know, hearing people talk about it, doing it, and um, people have gone through it, especially mm. when you're going to be approaching to the end, you're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You know? It's just going to yeah. be tough because like you're still uh-huh. training, but you're, you're trying to, you're trying to cut calories and, and um, so you're going to feel depleted, but it's just um, it's just what you do for for that phase, mm. but uh, but then after it is just 
having some realistic expectations of what you're going to maintain from from this journey. That's really important yeah. to me. I don't just want to suddenly yeah. like and eat all yeah. the cake. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you have to take something away. But also I'm like, are there any health implications for doing this? Because women that train for bikini competitions and things like that, they can their periods can stop. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to go into the, that health depletion. I want it to be a healthy process. So if you have any advice for that, I don't know if you have any experience around that, but I don't want it to get unhealthy and I don't want to end up destroying my body because of it and making it worse after. I want to be able to, like you say, maintain what I've achieved. I don't want it to ruin anything hormonally so yeah hmm. yeah exactly and you'll know when you're entering that phase as well because you know you got you, you'll have a, a telltale sign i.e you stop having a period <laughs> you know or it's uh something like that so um it can and nothing for the duration that you're doing it as well you're probably probably going to be I don't know. You you might be okay, but this is yeah. This is where somebody who's been there, done that, but also is a lot more educated in that process and how it affects your uh, energy levels, your hormones, your physiology. Um, yeah. Um, but essentially, when you do something as intense as you're doing, because it's not what you, unless you decide to live like that, it's not something that you're going to be able to sustain for. Um, uh forever so no. when you come out of it it's just being realistic about what the result that you've got okay how much of it am i going to be able to maintain because mm -hmm. yeah you want to you want to be able to live your life unless you decide that that is this is actually a better way to live life so yeah that's um that's, not so, that's though, is it? yeah 1200 calories um, is not way to live life though is it <laughs> you can't sustain 1200 calories a day that's yeah. crazy but yeah mm. yeah again just like yeah it depends on your size your frame and um your activity levels and stuff so but yeah sustaining 1200 calories will be very very difficult but mm. uh, yeah but that's that's just um yeah that's just something about it but yeah the whole process is amazing because you get yourself taken to places where you can't imagine you've been uh, before yeah. or can't imagine taking yourself even and uh, the challenge that it presents for your body but mentally as well because of like the way you know you got to be on point with everything that you're mm -hmm. doing and um yeah and then the the goal and what the goal actually means as well it's mm -hmm. um yeah and it's uh, it's a great way to yeah great way to start um start yourself off on something that um i'd say it's, it's a great it's, it's a great way to like kind of get yourself in the zone of just maintaining something some is mm. uh i'm not saying that very well is when you're when you're doing something like that as well you know how intense you can go you know how far you can push yourself and then like then being able to maintain it isn't as difficult as if you kind of didn't go there before if you mm. see what i mean yes. so being able to maintain that level of some level of activity in your life where you're staying strong you're staying lean you're staying fit you're staying healthy you're staying in a shape that you want to be in yeah. it's easier because you've got so much more in the tank you know you can take things a lot further yeah. you know, than you have done before so that's um that's where it's cool as well so when you come out of that as well you're going to be like okay I, you know i don't have to take things to this extreme but i know that if i train like this and i eat this and um, i do this i'm going to be in great shape it's going to keep me strong it's going to keep me healthy it's going to allow me to do yeah. everything i want to do it's going to make me feel good um in my life right now and also for the future 
Yeah. And what I'm getting from it already is it's organization. It's like when you think about your nutrition as I have to, and I do, I, I do look at my calories. I know roughly my calories per day. I know if I go over, I know how it feels in my body when I go over. So it is organization. It is prepping. Like you are officially on prep and on prep means that you are prepping your food the whole time. You know exactly what you're going to eat in a day. Um, and to some that might sound really boring, but actually it's it's quite nice because you just, you know what's coming. You're not looking in the fridge and going, what am I going to eat for, you know, it's, it's there. So it's, it's that level of organization. You know how it's going to work within your week. And actually for me, not running three times a week, which I used to find exhausting and walking is it feels just more attainable and actually lifting heavy as long as my joints and the stress on my joint is joints are okay. And it's okay on my back. I actually, I really enjoy it. It's, mm -hmm. it's quite a powerful thing to be able to lift quite a lot of weight. And I, mm -hmm. I, I genuinely didn't realize that, Oh, I'm, I'm actually fairly strong. I, I had no idea. Um, and I actually feel like lifting heavier weights is benefiting my Pilates in a way, Pilates benefits it in different ways, but I feel just more controlled, more stable within my joints, more just just more able to to do the stuff that I have to do. Like I have to teach a lot of Pilates each week, so it benefits it in that way as well. But what I'm bringing, getting from it at the moment is just organisation is everything. Mm -hmm. Planning is everything. Knowing day to day what you're doing and what what you know what your workout's going to be is everything so yeah yeah completely and uh in your work will cross over when you do the when you train well mm -hmm. that strength that you gain is going to cross over into everything else as well there's there's just it's kind of like there's no downside if mm. uh, uh in, in to the extent that you know you do this well and uh you're able to maintain it well yeah because yeah, like you said, that feeling, that power that you get, the confidence mm. that you get from that. Yeah. And just knowing that you can be strong and use, have that kind of use of your body. It's, um, yeah, it's another level. And yeah. uh, just that security as well. And when you're doing it well, it won't screw up your back. It won't screw up your joints. It's like when people overdo it and overload too much volume, um, too much volume for too long, that kind of thing. But, you know, it sounds like, you know, the kind of people you have around you are going to be monitoring that pretty closely mm. and making sure that there's going to be proper training um training load training volume throughout the whole program mm. tape tapering it down when you need to building it up when you need to yeah so just follow the plan basically and you'll um, you'll smash it mm. so yeah that's the challenge for this year um mm. the one thing i do find hard is deadlifting my back uh, just with the spondylolithesis, the, the, the vertebral shift is, um, it just doesn't like it. I, okay. I, my body doesn't understand deadlifts because I cannot keep my spine the way it needs to be to then angle my legs down and back up. And, mm. and that's one thing that I just I cannot wrap my head around. I cannot get mm. it. It's like, do you feel your hamstrings? No. Where do you feel it? In my back. You know, it's just, it will not do that movement. Um, mm. Any advice would be great. It. Well, have you tried it from different um, different levels? So a different base, not picking up off the ground, trying a different. Yeah. Even different even starting anything. even starting in a rack upright and then actually going down and then coming back up. Yeah, it's it's the postural positioning, 
more than mm. anything else, more than the starting position, anything else. It's it's the purely the movement of going down, trying to keep your back the same as you're lowering down, hinging down and coming back up. It's just that is the weak spot, isn't it? That is that is for me that hinge and coming back up that um, and where my back is weak that's the point isn't it that that center of mass and and that's what the deadlift is it, it's moving around your center of mass isn't it and that's the one that i find really hard that is the mm. one where my my girl my trainer is like you need to push your back out more or you need to sit your bum out and i'm like it just won't do it um so it's really interesting it's throwing up stuff like what can i do around that to make my deadlifting better so that I can lift heavier weights because it is a hamstring exercise. So I think it's going back it's to things like full body exercise. Yeah, yeah. It is because mm. your arms are involved, your shirt, everything's got to stabilize, hasn't it? But um mm. so I'm like, okay, so I need to go back to a bit of prone breathing. So lying on my front and breathing and working into my back and getting all those muscles to move and function well i need to maybe isolate the muscles in my back the really tiny little stability muscles and get them to move so an exercise that you and i know called cat camel um and it is it's it's all the uh intra-abdominal pressure uh, and breathing exercises that we know that's then gonna help me to deadlift more and and hopefully lift more weight um mm. Yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. It's showing up weaknesses, but it's also getting rid of other weaknesses for me. So yeah. it's, it's a really interesting journey, I have to say. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's exciting, but I'm also, I'm excited for you. You're going to do it. Are you finding a train around your area? Are you going to be going back to a gym and, and lifting from there? Uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'm just going to see what I can do um, yeah. with who. The, the, with who is the important part so like, i just want to be able to trust that person and i just want to be able to say okay whatever you say goes you know because mm. yeah i'm i'm ready to just relinquish that kind of control and be like hey you 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 know about this so help you know what? it's great though it's great having a trainer because you don't mm. have to think it's like oh this is why people come to me because it is that you know you're just in someone's hands it's just like to hold my hand walk me around the gym tell me to do it and i'll do it it's great mm. because when you're doing it on your own there's like a almost like a dual process you've got to be like right cognitively what am i going to do now and then you've got to actually physically do it so when someone's got that cognitive part for you you're just there lifting and and it takes some of the strain away not the strain but it takes some of the pressure away of what am I going to do now? Oh, I might do a mm. shoulder press. What am I going to do now? I might go <laughs> over there. Do you know? And that would be me. So, yeah, yeah get yeah, a trainer. Oh, my God, yeah. Get a trainer. Yeah, get that direction as well. And then, mm. um, what did you say? There was something, oh, yeah, with the deadlifting as well. Have you tried, like, mm. trap bar deadlifting? What's that? So it's basically it's a bar. It's like a hexagon. You stand inside it and then you do the deadlift. Oh no, I haven't got one of those. No. Okay, right. Because where? Okay, because the reason that could could potentially work out better is when you're doing a regular deadlift, the bar is slightly in front of you, so your center of mass is over your vertebrae basically. But when you've got a trap bar, you're holding the bar besides your legs essentially at a hip level oh, so your yes. center center of mass is more in your hips and uh, and that can help people um okay. to uh, offset any load that goes I don't on have one of those 
Okay. Maybe they would at the, uh, so the guy that's, that's doing my nutrition plan, maybe there'd be one at his gym because it's a, it's a lifted gym. So yeah. I would have thought they'd have that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's finding the right equipment as well, isn't it? So um, I need to find a gym that isn't redonkulously expensive and has all the equipment that I need. Um, mm. Sometimes I train at a gym that I used to work at weirdly. Uh, it's not weird, but, and their, their fees are like 160 quid a month. That's insane. Nice. nice. Yeah. That's loads. Like, wow. Is... You're paying rent. It's Bromley. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Bromley, just, what are you uh, doing? It's not yeah, gym box in London. Just, God. Just, just live there. You know, <laughs> so go there every day. And I just use the facilities just because. <laughs> yeah, I'm here again. Yeah. Getting my money's yeah. worth. Yeah, crazy mm -hmm. money. Um, but, um, um, yeah, so you could try that. Otherwise, you know, there's other ways of training the mm. specific body parts you're looking for without having to strain, yeah. strain your back yeah. as well. Because, yeah, it gets a lot more specific with... Um, with uh, with that kind of training program as mm -hmm. well so Massive. yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be jokes man that's so wicked. So where are like we in the last three months in the last three yeah. months was just like i've started lifting weights he's like oh my god i'm enjoying it so much i'm going to do a photo shoot and i'm like what? where'd that come from this that's me though isn't it it's like yeah. i need a challenge i need to make this harder for myself how can i make it harder <laughs> yeah. I'm not just you know, I'm not just content with lifting weights and like you know looking all right. I need to I need to challenge and push myself and push the envelope. And it's like yeah, yeah. but you know, as my mate said, she's like it's good to have a goal. She's going to be on prep as well. Yeah. She's prepping for a competition, um, so we're go both going to be hideously moody at the same time, <laughs> which will be hilarious. But um, but I think it's I just I just really like training for a purpose sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I just think there's something in that of pushing yourself, pushing that boundary, and seeing seeing what you're capable of, seeing how far not how far you can take it, but can you do it? Are you up for this challenge? Mm -hmm. Let's see. Yeah, but yeah, then there's also virtue in seeing how far you can take it as well, because mm. yeah, um, like training training with a purpose, because ultimately it's like yeah, you don't you you will struggle to just train just for the sake of training, right? So mm -hmm. yeah. even, yeah, even people who look like, you know, they're, they're tra like, you know, they could be trainers and they just like, you know, you see them training five, six times a week and you're like, all right, these people are clearly, they just, they just do it. But it's not just a case of just doing it. It's like they've internalized that, that purpose as well. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's like I need to move regularly because I just want to feel good and um, I want to, want to feel good like when i'm 80 as well you know it's uh, it's not yeah. just for now it's just for later on so yeah then it's um yeah and then stuff like what you're talking about is like yeah i want to see how far i can take things as one well. and having that specific goal when you're so when you're attuned to that you're mm. you're able to achieve so much more you just realize how much like you said organization how much planning and how much having that goal actually changes you and how much it pulls you further forward than you could ever go if you didn't have that mm. of itself. So it's, there's plenty of value to having that purpose and then having that end goal with it as well. Absolutely. I think it's the performer in me as well. You know, mm. it's, it's like, I think sometimes of late, 
I've been discussing being a performer like with lots of people and and you know obviously on the podcast and and I feel like sometimes that's been missing from my life like I've always for so many years of my life it's like there was always something that I was practicing and preparing for and and I think that's very much within me that's very much part of me to to it doesn't even need to be a performance but I, I see lots of things like I see the podcast as a performance I see you know teaching lots of people on zoom a performance and and I like preparing for a performance mm. so this is my way I suppose of of having that that in, in, integral part of me come out I suppose it's like it's just another yeah. way of performing isn't it it's it's mm -hmm. a goal that I'm working towards and you have to practice and you have to work towards it and you have to think about it so yeah I think that's always going to be part of me and it just comes out in different ways yeah just take a picture with a clarinet while you're there as well finish picture <laughs> with your clarinet as well why not no no <laughs> by the piano you're like this is highly inappropriate like, this is a fitness this shoot. Is a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's it. It's just what, well, if that's like, you know, if that's the part of your personality where, you know, you you use it to attain greater heights, then, you know, use it, right? It's like, use it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, and you enjoy it. You enjoy that part of yourself. And it's not like um, there's any drawbacks to it. So, yeah, hell yeah just go for it and use that and especially if it's um if it hasn't been if it hasn't been like let loose unleashed for a little while as well so mm. that's um that's, yeah. uh, that's an even even better reason yeah i find like you know because yeah. you're like because if that's the way that you approach it and you feel like when if something is like your approach as if it's a performance then you'll probably experience that flow state more easily than if you didn't if yeah. approach it like that right and yeah. uh, and that flow state is imperative to improved um improved performance um just getting a lot more out of it as well enjoyment of mm -hmm. the uh of the journey all those different things so um yeah that's cool so i think that's that's really cool as well because what i think take from that is is just framing a pursuit in a way which allows you to make the most of it um, because a lot of the times we can have a goal, we can have a pursuit and we can just say, I need to, I need to be able to do this. I must do this. I have to do this. And mm -hmm. you're going, you're going about the journey and you're trying to achieve this goal, but it feels like you're constantly like getting resistance while, while you're doing that and you're hating the process and uh, you just can't wait for it to be over so that you can get to that goal. But then realizing that, okay. In your case, it'll be 14 weeks. For somebody else, it could be six months. It could be a couple of years, whatever it might be. Sure. You realize you spent two years hating the place that you really want to get to. And when you get there, mm -hmm. it's like all the hope was put into that moment being amazing. And maybe it won't be, you know, because of that disconnect between um, like the, the so-called reward prediction error where it's like this is going to be amazing and then you get there like, oh it's not as amazing as i thought it was um to achieve this thing so using and harnessing parts of your personality which allow you to enjoy enjoy that process enjoy that journey it's like could you imagine if you were doing it and you're like oh, i've got to do this because my doctor told me to 
you know mm. it's like you, you've you've got to go through this plan because you need to get in a certain kind of shape and then you're going ahead and doing it and you're like okay mm. cool this is good for my health this is good for my health that's the only way that you looked at or is rather it's like it's going to be great for me because for this this and this reason it's like cool that all might be true but you're you potentially hate every every moment of the journey whereas if you flip it and you're like it's going to be great for me for this this and this reason i'm going to use i'm going to bring out this part of me to tackle this whole journey and um because when i use this part of me this is when i'm enjoying it this is when i'm um at my best this is how i find flow then mm. you've had a great time doing it even though it's challenging even though it's going to be difficult it's going to be periods where it feels up and down so yeah there's um there's there's a lot of value to what you just said there as well which is use that yeah. part of yourself which is going to allow you to excel and enjoy definitely that. Yeah, I, I I think that it, I think I enjoy it anyway for sure. Um, what I do, I think if I was training for a fight, it, we'd be having a very different conversation, and there'd be a lot mm. of angst and worry and panic, and mm. I don't want to be knocked out. I think it'd be a very very different conversation, um, and that's what I mean by this is more accessible. But something that, as you were talking, that got me thinking about is like, okay, say your doctor has told you for whatever reason, and you know, I could potentially give my dad as an example, like he had a heart attack a couple of years ago and everyone's on him to eat better. But what's really hard about that, I think especially when you're older and you have patterns and you have habits and you have nutritional ways of eating or certain ways of eating and nutrition, nutritional things, um, you know it's good for your health, you know it's detrimental to your health to eat a certain way but how do you change that and flip that script in your head, even though you know that potentially this is dangerous and, and it's, it's, you know, this, this could end badly. Um, I think it's very hard for people to change that in particular. I know my dad really struggles with it. So how would you, what would you say to someone, their doctor said, right, you need to do this because of X, Y, and Z. And they're like, and there's resistance to it. I don't want to do this. Uh, I'm not interested. I want to eat all the cake. It's like, how how would we as trainers approach that? Because that's, you know, I find it quite challenging with family. But tell me what you think. I never try to convince anyone. Nice. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. Um, it's got it has to come from them, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It has to come from them being ready to change. Hmm. Yeah, so it's I mean, hard. everybody in the world could be telling them that they've got to change and uh, they could be getting the worst kind of information, mm -hmm. i.e. a doctor saying, you're going to die in a few years, you're not going to be able to see your grandkids or your kids grow up if uh, if you don't change your habits. But if it's not having an effect on them, it's like, cool, um, I'm not going to not going to try and change it. And I'm not going to, like, that's your call. And um, got to a stage to now where... Yeah, I've got to a stage also where it doesn't like, um, yeah, maybe in the past, like I, I reckon I would have judged that. I'd be like, how can you not want to change when you've got all this that you could potentially gain from it? But now I'm just like a lot more kind of philosophical about it. It's like it's entirely up mm -hmm. to the individual. They've decided that they don't want to do this. If they if they need assistance with it, great. Um, I'm there for them. I'm ahead to help them. But if... Um, mm -hmm. um, if the pain isn't strong enough for them to want to change, then, you know, 
it's it's not my place to say anything about that or do anything about that mm. um even if it's like really really close family even if it's mm. people who i know we're like okay there's a lot of things you could be doing here that you could be doing better um if um if yeah if they're not interested in hearing it then uh you're not gonna you're just falling on deaf ears right it doesn't doesn't make any sense to keep pursuing it um there is yes like if somebody yeah if somebody's kind of like reached out so the because the, there'll be a little bit of a difference here as well somebody's actually reached out and is like i've been told i need to make some changes so what that's suggesting to me is, is like okay there's somebody who's ready or, or rather um there's a part of them that wants to change but um but there's you know maybe 10 percent of them is ready to change because that 10 percent of them is the person is the part of the person that's reaching out and being like i need to change something mm-hmm. uh but the rest of them is not interested uh, doesn't have a clue it's too afraid to make a difference um then that's when you know building that rapport and building that trust with them is going to be yeah. crucial to help them come around and see that hey there's a party that wants to change because you recognize that there's a problem let's investigate that further and let's um bring out what is genuinely important to you to do and uh, if that really does marry up with your willingness to change um more uh, definitely more than your want to stay where you are then yeah then we can do something about that mm. so yeah there's very much a case of like never trying to convince anyone but if there's an if there's a modicum of want a willingness to change shown then it's kind of like okay let's explore that and let's see how much it actually means for you to to make a difference that's nice. that's how i go about it what, i think what that's think? good because then it's empowering isn't it hmm. i think i think also there's there's a lot in that because if you're just say it's someone close family whatever if you're trying to change and you're constantly on them and you're harassing them that's almost going to have that negative effect. It's going to have a counterproductive effect, right? So mm-hmm. it's almost like it's almost like you need to be there, but not be on them. It's it's a very difficult yeah. process. It's like I, I almost think of it like when I when I deal with my son, it's like you, you want to be there and you don't want to be too hovering, hands on, but you, you almost need to step back and let them get on with it, but then be there just in case. They need mm-hmm. that help or they need that support. Um, yeah, because nagging does not work. You know, yeah. nagging someone, put down that cake, don't do that. No, 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 it, it, it's not going to work. But I don't know, being on, on, being there, you know, on tap to maybe give advice when they need it, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a very difficult thing. Um, and maybe the best example to use when it's close family, but you know, it's, it's like, it has to come from you. It has to be something that you want to do. And I think it's very difficult to change, you know, even when someone's saying there's a health risk, it is difficult to change. And I think for us as trainers, it's maybe a little bit easier in the health and fitness realm to change because we've been doing it forever. And I, I don't know. I, I find that it's like, oh yeah, this, is, this could be completely fine. But like, talk to me in two months when I'm in it and I'm in prep full, and I'm going to be like, I feel like shit, and mm-hmm. this is really hard, and I've got to teach, and I've got to do all this stuff. So that's what like when I'm in it, we'll talk again, and mm-hmm. 
and let's see how I'm doing and and you know have I got have I got it in me to finish what I started because when that date's booked and I've got that photographer and everything's booked because you know it's not just a photographer you've got to like prep clothes and makeup or whatever and there is an end date in sight like we'll talk again and it's like am I actually on track to do this or is this going to look shit you know mm. so yeah yeah just <laughs> stay the course stay the course I will you know I will I will do it so mm. yeah it um but yeah, I think having a team around you, as I know from many experiences, but experiences um, in the last couple of years, like having basically having an army around you of people that are supporting you and telling you, you know, helping you and supporting you and being there for you is so important. When you're doing something that's challenging or you're pushing past a boundary that you, you're pushing past a comfort zone, you need an army around you. You know, mm -hmm. when you're going through difficulty you need an army around you so i've got my team around me um and yeah watch this space yeah you get some regular updates yeah man exclusive yeah. Updates for the podcast it's gonna be amazing because <laughs> i'm not even gonna do it well i think and that's another thing like for the for the guy who's in my nutrition he's like right you need to send me like a 360 degree of you in like just you know bikini and you know and you're like oh I don't want to do that but you have to you've got to do that before and after you know and it's all just stuff so out of my comfort zone that I'm like okay all right I will but yeah it's um it's yeah it's all new it's all good yeah challenges yeah man. that's good yeah 14 weeks time you're gonna be like I'm gonna take over the world give me the next thing to do this is, this is gonna be wild. So I've done so. I'll be like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let you recover Give a little bit, chocolate. and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll let you recover a little bit, and then you'll be like, all right, what's next? Come, yeah, I just did that. That was amazing. I can I do know. whatever I want. I can do anything. It's gonna feel amazing. Yeah, first of December. I think I'm gonna pick it for the first of December. So after that, we'll talk, um, mm. and we'll see. So I'll be I'll be ripped for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> or not perfect perfect timing and then the yeah boxing day it's gonna be it's gonna be over <laughs> it's gonna be gone but the thing is like when you train for something like that and when you eat a certain way which i do anyway and we've talked about this before but you know when you overeat and you and we've talked about this like when you when you eat too many calories you feel awful i mean you know when you've caned it and you just feel shockingly bad so there's almost like that I, I feel like I'm setting myself up for some really good few years of quality nutrition and not being lazy with my nutrition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As in that's that's what you think this period's gonna be able to help with. Yeah, I, I feel like I've been prepping this for over this last year, like 2021, I've been like looking at my calories, looking at my nutrition, not and actually gaining understanding of how many calories I put in my body a day um, and how it feels to go over that. And, and I'm starting to get a hold on, this is what 1900 calories feels like. This is what two and a half thousand calories feels like. This is what 4,000 calories feel like. It doesn't feel good. Do you know what I mean? So it, it 4,000 oh doesn't feel God. good for me. How the hell are you doing that? It, I know, no, I, 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 I don't know. I think I did go for it once and I was like, this Jeez. does not feel good. Um, 
I can't do that. I think it was like a little while ago. But I think 3,000 calories is like my limit. 4,000 is like <laughs> beyond the limit and, and away. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was too much. I don't even know what I was eating. Um, but <clears throat> for me, 1,900 sounds really sad, anal. That's, that's a good amount for me. That's, that's yeah. where I'm happiest, right? Really? I'm sure you, mm. yeah. Why is that a lot? It seems a lot. Yeah, what, well, it just depends. Yeah, just, um, you think I yeah, should have for, less? Your, for your size. No, it just depends. Listen to, no, listen to whoever your nutritionist is. They'll tell you what to eat. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, obviously I've got to cut down to 1,200, but my trainer was a bit like, no, you should be eating more than 2,000. And I'm like, I cannot do that. Um, but yeah. Hmm. 1800 yeah, feels a yeah. little bit low for me 1800 but between 18 and 19 i reckon hmm. okay interesting all right yeah That's don't forget yeah. i move I mean, a lot in my day though you know it's like yeah, yeah, i don't stop so yeah yeah exactly that's what i was thinking as well as like you know the amount of training that you've especially you started doing with the strength training a few months ago mm. and then yeah and just like getting that regular movement in every day with the teaching and stuff then it makes sense if you weren't doing that training i'll be like getting jobs <laughs> it's like it's a one-way ticket how yeah. many calories a day do you have me um like actually i feel pretty decent i say feel pretty decent i can maintain on like 2200 oh shit so, yeah. so actually yeah, so i'm quite high yeah, potentially potentially but um but then again this is what i mean oh. is like for me is um if I was going to strength train like you're going to train and, you know, have that kind of program in place as well, that would be different. That would be a different number. If I was training more, if I was doing more jits um, as well, that would that number would probably be 25, 2600 easily. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I need to do a reevaluation as well, to be honest, because that number I was um, using as a maintenance number mm. um, from, a, from a while back. And it's just because, like, I know – I know routinely what works for me, mm. but, um, but that needs to be reevaluated as well. So, yeah, I'll have a look into that mm. again, to be honest. Okay. It, I feel like it'd be a boring conversation if I then ask you, how do I, how do I work it out? But that's maybe something that you and I can discuss another time. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how many calories should I be eating then? Because that, if that's too high, that's not cool. Uh, but, yeah. Mm. No, but like again, because you got because you got your trainers, just listen to what they're saying as well. Because you, yeah. if you're saying it's as scientific as it is, they're going to be able to plug your activity levels, your size, your lean body mm. mass, all into a calculator to work out how many calories you should be having given the level of activity you're undertaking and how much uh, okay. you move on a course of a day and your lean body mass and all that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I will. Great. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing there. Just listen to your coaches. That's all I ever say. Because no, I know, I know. That's that's all you can do. Um, yeah. yeah. Now I'm like now in my head I'm like oh, I've been eating too much. Shit, shit, shit. But like, I don't think I have because mm -hmm. I think any less and I'd be like I think I'd be I'd be too hungry yeah, when exactly. I start to taper off. I'm, I think I'm starting to taper down anyway. So yeah, mm -hmm. we're cool. It's okay. Yeah. But also, I mean, you're training, yeah, you're training, you're training on that uh, number and, uh, you know, you're feeling good, you're mm -hmm. getting stronger. That's, um, yeah, that's a good place to be. 
you know, I'm getting stronger. Mm. Getting dench. <laughs> Judy, Judy, Judy Dench. <laughs> is that actually her name? That is What's her name? That is her yeah. name. That's yeah. brilliant. Judy Dench. Well, Dench didn't mean that until somebody decided that Dench meant stacked, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so it just Hulk. ended up being, yeah, it just ended up being a phrase. So that's so why funny. it fits perfect. Yeah. Or yeah. December 1st, that is you. That is 100% you. That's, um, you Judy Dench. To, yeah. That's, that's going to be your name at least for that one day. What, the photo shoot? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take a yeah. picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, so nuts. Well, um, Go on. Yeah, no, it's good. Like stuff that you're talking about there is just basically overall like strength training and the value of it for any individual, regardless of the age that you're at. Challenging yeah. yourself and and setting that um, and setting yourself up for success by tapping into this type of personality. Your your part of your personality which will enjoy the process yeah. um as best as possible and then yeah. yeah and then just having like that purpose that goal for it and then yeah and then that stuff about uh how to deal with people who need to make a change but don't want to make a change that's mm -hmm. um yeah this that is uh that is an important conversation as well because i'm going to go back to that a little bit as well because yeah, there'll be plenty of people who get um, frustrated with people in their lives for the simple fact that they know that they've got to change. That person knows that they've got to change, but they're not taking any steps. Anytime you try and bring it up, it is met mm. defensively. And, um, and that whole nagging thing that you're mentioning as well is easy for somebody to feel like they're being guilted or being shamed when it's like that. And that's, um, that's never like, it's never sustainable um emotions to be experiencing and feeling like you need to change from from that place it can be the spark but then uh if you feel like you know ashamed of like this the situation that you find yourself in but then for it to be something that is going to be a positive influence in your life um or a positive journey in your life then it's got to actually come from a place of like you know compassion and self uh, self-appreciation because if you don't do yeah. those things if it doesn't come from those places, then you're kind of punishing yourself to be in a better place. Um, mm. So it's just never going to work. So for uh, so in that regard, it's like not even kind of it's it's a difficult thing to do because you're so attached to people. But it's just letting it go. It's like just leave it. Don't even don't even try and bring it up. If somebody brings it up themselves in like a modicum tiny tiny little way then that can be a window in it can be a route in not to jump in like you said it's like mm. you've you you've got to you've got to pick your battles and you've got to get in at the right level as well like just explore it. if somebody says you know there might be a hint of um maybe you're at the dinner table eating something and somebody's like oh maybe i shouldn't be eating <laughs> maybe i shouldn't be eating as much of this you know i love it but i really shouldn't be eating it and then you just ask you know mm. why shouldn't be eating that you know why I'm curious yeah, yeah, exactly. Approach it with curiosity and like asking, like, why do you think? You know, he's like, it's tempting to go, yeah, yeah, okay, good. Like, you shouldn't be eating that. It's like, no, no, that's definitely not a good way to approach it. You want to because then they'll be get defensive, won't they? 
Yeah, you exactly. Know? You're not again. You're just uh, shaming someone into being a certain way. Not the so, right way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just approaching it with curiosity and then just exploring it, and then helping that person arrive at the answer for themselves. Mm. And that really reminds me of when I um when I gave up alcohol and I started talking about it and um. I think that's a really difficult one with people. I think alcohol intake, more than food, is a very difficult uh, thing to talk about. And I actually find that people can be quite defensive about their alcohol intake. Um, so what I was very careful to do with things like that is to talk about my journey and, and why I did it and what I'm benefiting what what what's what I'm getting from it and the benefits that I'm finding from it. And actually, it was a real divided camp. There'd be people that were like, Tell me more. Why why have you done this? Like I'm and they'd start to open up to me and be like, I'm really worried about my drinking and I don't know how to stop. And and it's mm. such a habit forming thing with alcohol. And it is quite it's it's very dopamine based as well. And we could go into maybe the neuroscience of, of it as well. But there was really a, a sort of divided camp of people would suddenly start to talk to me about their worry about how much alcohol they were having. Because it was almost like I'd I'd almost started the conversation by talking about mine because I and I and I remember like when I was drinking and I'd only drink once a week, but when I was drinking and kind of caning it, it, I was, I'd never talk about it and I'd be embarrassed about how much I was drinking. And then when I stopped, and a good while after I stopped, it was probably about four months, then I started to talk about it. And that then set up a conversation for other people to go, I'm really worried about my drinking. I feel like I binge drink and that it's not healthy for me and I'm really worried and, and you know, can you give me any advice? And that's almost like when you can kind of step in, lean in and, and start to talk about it. But then there was this other camp mm -hmm. that, were almost like I don't want to talk about it, and 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 we're not going to have this discussion. It was almost like point blank no, um, and I find it's a really different conversation to food. People are quite open to talking about how they've got to cut out certain foods and how they've got to not eat this. No doctors advise them that, but alcohol is a very very different kettle of fish, and people can get quite defensive about their alcohol intake. So as someone that hasn't drunk for a really long time, you cannot wade in there with your two pence. Do you know what I mean? It's like people have to come to you and want to ask you questions and be curious. And, and even when they do, I don't even give them the facts. I don't, I don't blast throw up all over them with, with all these crazy facts that I learned and how scary it is and all this. It's just, I think, you know, you kind of have to drip feed this information that, it's not brilliant. You know, this is a dopaminergic uh, uh, effect. Like people drink because it, and you're going to have to help me out here with the science, G, because I do forget it. And I, I know we've read both read the same book, but it's that whole dopamine thing of when you picture wanting a drink, it's actually, it's like picturing a scene. And that's what the alcohol, alcohol companies are very good at doing. They're, they're, they're selling you a lifestyle. And that's what mm. people want. They want to sit down with their glass of wine in their garden, looking at the, do you know what I mean? It's like looking and, and, and enjoying the peace and quiet or they're in a pub with their mates. And that's, that's the goal that they want. And then when they get it, actually, 
that first pint of beer, that first glass of wine, that's what does it. But then once you have that, the alcohol sucks you in and then you start to have more and more and more. And that's when that's when the, the kind of addictive element comes in. Um, so it, it is, it's, it's a very difficult thing to get out of because it is that dopamine effect of, of wanting, you know, and, and desiring something. And then when you've got it, it's, it doesn't feel that great. So then you want more and you keep going, you keep going. And it is, it's a bit like sugar, isn't it? You know, it's like, I get like that with sugar. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I want, you know, I want more sweets. Um, but it is, it's, it's a, it's such a, an interesting conversation. And I tread very carefully when I do talk to people that, that do drink um, because you don't want to come across as that nag, that person. You know, people get quite defensive and, um, or can. And I think it is just that you, you almost have to like, like you say, like lay the little baby steps out and just see if people want to talk about it. And then if they do, and I don't want to come across as patronizing either because you know, my journey is unique. And the reason I gave up alcohol was unique. And I'm still in two minds about whether I ever drink again, but at the moment I don't feel I can, not because I'm an alcoholic or anything like that, but just because I don't feel in a place in my life where I'm ready to do that just yet. So mm. it is, um, it's a very, very unique journey for everyone. And how I got talking about this, I don't know, but I'm just, I'm just like, you know, it, you cannot nag someone about something so powerful. I think that's my, my point. It has to yeah. come from them. Yeah. And also, especially with alcohol as well, like somebody's given it up or doesn't drink. People who drink alcohol think you're coming from a holier than thou place, right? They think, um, oh, this person doesn't drink. They oh my God, yes. Drink. Yes. <laughs> or they think that there's something wrong with you and you're, def you're faulty. It's like, oh, she's clearly mm. an alcoholic. I've had that quite a few times. Yeah. It's like, what are you well, an alcoholic or something? And it's like, no, I gave yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, or like, because well, because because yeah. I'm brown. Everybody's always like, religious. That's like the first assumption that that ever gets thrown out. Right. Like, uh, no, <laughs> thank you for that racist comment. <laughs> it's like, that's just that just never happens. This is not that's not what it is at all. You've been it's asked that. It, you legit been asked that. Yeah, plenty of times. So basically, when especially at um, at uni, because. Um, yeah, I just wasn't uh, drinking at uni. And everybody's like, oh, this guy's not drinking alcohol. I'm like, yeah, don't care. I don't want it. <laughs> you know, it's just not my thing. And um, and then, yeah, the amount of times I was asked is like, oh, so um, it's for religious reasons. I was like, why does it have to be religious reasons? Because like, first of all, I'm not religious. Because... But like, first, first, the question is, is like, why does it have to be for religious reasons? The second point is, is like, I'm not religious. No, it's got nothing to do with that. But um, it's... Uh, yeah, it was kind of hilarious. I mean, I I say it tongue in cheek as well. I don't really care if somebody else is like, it's it's kind of done in this benign, ignorant way, not in this racist way. But um, yeah, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a stupid it's a stupid comment back. It's like hmm. it's like a standard comment, isn't it? It's like with me, it's hmm. like, oh, are you an alcoholic. It's like, no. Yeah. Well, then what's wrong with you? Uh, and then the, and then they and then the, and then there's a defensive kind of element of like, oh shit, is she now going to stop preaching at me? And it's like. No, mm. you don't know my backstory. You don't know why I decided to give up alcohol and I'm not going to talk about my backstory, um, mm. but know that there is one. And I just, I find it really yeah. interesting because, yeah, it's it's such a powerful thing. It's it's such a big thing, especially in this country. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I guess you also realise the power of just not 
judging someone just being curious is like oh why do you not drink yes yeah 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 oh right you actually you actually do you actually want to know (laughs) it's like cool yeah Yeah, it's like why is it that you do something that millions that you don't do something that millions and millions and millions of people do all the time and Mm. um yeah so uh yeah so then that it gives you gives you a different perspective so you know that if somebody does a certain behavior you're more inquisitive about it as opposed to judgment and like curious. like judgmental about it right so you just you just yeah. like, okay, like let me figure out why they're doing this based on the circumstances that they might find themselves in and mm-hmm. um this given moment in their life and then you realize you would never know <laughs> you will never know because you don't you just don't know people to that extent um so you have to build context right you have to understand where it's coming from yeah mm. and um yeah what's hilarious about that was like um with my experience no one ever cared to really find out why it was it was just over time it just became here's a guy who remembers everything on a night out we're not going to invite him out <laughs> that's why that's, that's what i ended up like essentially feeling like to me it was like again not that i Ouch. care about it i just i just think it's uh, i think it's kind of hilarious you know that's this is where the mind will take it where other people's insecurities basically get projected onto you and mm. um and so yeah i just always thought that was just a hilarious thing that's that's what it came across like to me is uh, is basically over a period of time maybe like you know six or so months it's like he genuinely actually isn't going to drink with us right and then it just mm. stopped being a thing it's like yeah, i'm still going out yeah. yeah it's like you know i'm still going out i'm still having a good time you guys are hilarious when you drink no one's a belligerent like we had one friend who was a belligerent dickhead, but you know, starting fights when he was when he was drunk. But other than that, there was um, there's no one else who was like that. Everybody was pretty pretty hilarious to be around when they're drunk. So I was like, I don't really yeah. care. You guys do what you want to do. Right? I don't care. So, but I if you genuinely if, don't, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So if it's like if you if like your placing judgment on me for how you think I'm judging you is like mm. is it's completely wrong. Like you're looking at yeah. us from a completely completely wrong perspective. Um, and uh, you've got no idea and like you know the line of the the line of uh inquis- inquisition inquisitiveness yeah. <laughs> inquisition. Yeah, yeah it just goes from it goes from oh so it's because of religious reasons it's like it's a presumptive question they think the answer mm-hmm. to that's going to be yes and when it's not like it's like yeah so when it's not it's like oh okay then i don't understand it and then just doesn't go anywhere yeah. but also at the same time it's like, it's like that, isn't it? we, well, we're at university, you know, we're 18, 19, 20, 21. Everybody's mm. a bit fucking stupid when they're young, right? So no one cares. No one, no one cares to ask the deeper questions. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so there's, that was it. That's like the, the kind of experience I have with that. And, um, yeah, similar to you as well, which is I don't really care for alcohol to have a drink. Um, it's another never say never thing as well. I don't mind. I like. Yeah, same. Never occasionally. Say never occasionally it's fine but um i just know that i've got for me personally is like i know an excess amount of it whenever i've whenever that's happened is like you know i count the number of times on like one hand even less than one hand but whenever it is is like i know that physically it just doesn't feel great you're just basically making yourself ill so i was like i'm not down with that (laughs) you know it's like uh forget it yeah I think, you know, and as I'm about to go into this, I'm like, I'm so glad that I don't have to factor in the, this, this concept of giving up alcohol. It's like that, that's done, that's, that's finished, that's through. Um, mm. And yeah, it is. I, it, it's just, it's so interesting that what you're saying, it's like, unless you're pigeonholed into 
oh religious reasons or you must be an alcoholic like when when it's neither it's almost like you throw everything out of balance yeah. and the matrix yeah. is just like you know there's a glitch and and yeah. and it's just <laughs> okay you just imagine like doing a poll right it's like for all the like you know here's reasons for why somebody gives up alcohol like what do you think they are people say religious and alcoholic is like that'll probably be like 95 percent of the answers and then they'll be like i don't yeah. understand the other answers like they don't make any yeah. sense <laughs> who are these people that don't drink yeah what and it and you know what it's like when i go out it's like and, and part of me is like um going to a pub it's like what do i do but actually i don't really care if i'm with people and i'm having a conversation or i'm, I'm yeah. with someone and it's a great conversation i couldn't care less if i've got a water or a, a lime yeah. and soda or whatever it's like you drink either you do you i'm gonna do me i just mm -hmm. cannot bear the thought of waking up the next day and being like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I say? Did I say But also just like the, the effect it has on my body and the fact that I'm such a lightweight that I'm a, I'm a dickhead when I drink anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> I want to I mean, like, meet this person. I know, but I think but I would come out of retirement for one night only and anyone that wanted to see <laughs> drunk dude could... Because I'm a proper yeah. twat, <laughs> amazing. And then and then I'll put her back, put her back to bed. But uh, no, I'm just really <laughs> annoying, and I will fight you. And uh, and you will. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Liam you Neeson and Taken right now. I will fight you, and I will kill I you. Will. <laughs> no, it's more just like <laughs> I can just, just imagine. I can just imagine that you're going up to people. And you're like, I don't know who you are. But I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> no, I'm just skills annoying. that make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> I'll just like wrestle you to the ground. You'll be like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And then I just repeat myself over and over and over and over. And then I'm off. And then you'll lose me. And then I'll be back with something in my hand. And then <laughs> I'm just I'm really like annoying. So no. <laughs> wow, something in your hand. I just imagined a fork. So you just come back and just start stabbing someone the geezer you just wrestle no, no no i don't get violent like that i'm just annoying i'm like a child and then i need to eat but then i don't stop eating so yeah hmm. and then the next day i don't remember anything so um cool i want to meet that yeah. dude for about 20 minutes and then you get the fuck out i am i'm done with you <laughs> seriously i think everyone's oh. like oh we love Trump dude she's so funny <laughs> I'll do the fighting bit with you. That'll be that'll be fine. Yeah. Like, what is, yeah like, like, oh, I want to see you like unreserved company. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing because really it's annoying. like, all right, cool, good, good to know. When uh, well, one day, one day when I feel like that time will come, um, it's not going to happen yet. But yeah, I'll, I'll let everyone know. I'll text everyone. I'm going to get drunk for one time only. And then that's it. There we go. It's going to be a viral, <laughs> viral text message, that one. Well, I'm a bit scared. You know, like 8,000 people show up at this pub. You're, like, You're going to want to see this. <laughs> She's going to start fights with everyone. No, 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 Yep. That'll be a disappointment. Be a, Everybody be one step. Just make it a pay-per-view event. Yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah. But then everybody will want their money back if that's the case. Because if you're gonna be starting fights, that should definitely be a pay-per-view event. Drunk dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. When I was in Thailand, I used to do that all the time. There was um 
a really, really strong, I think it's rum called Sangsom. And I swear it's got some other stuff in it. But once I learned Thai boxing, um, we'd go to like full moon parties or whatever, like New Year's parties. And it'd just be me wrestling the Thai kids to the floor and uh, just running around. And then people would lose right. me and then I'd be in the sea. And no. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so yeah I, I don't you know it's probably a good thing I don't drink anymore I'm a bit of an idiot <laughs> done with it I'm cool I'd rather rest, <laughs> wrestle sober wrestle sober do you remember when we were at the, the Sunday wrestling at, um, at Ray's like, I swear people would turn up hungover and then there'd oh, be all of us yeah, yeah massively and then mm. there'd be all and you know they were really sweating after like we just run around a couple of times and uh and there'd be all of us that were quite on it had a good night's sleep like proper on it like not hung over and they'd just be like oh, shit. Yeah. and we were like ready we were gunning for it weren't we so yeah well, because there's you <laughs> like we finished a two-hour session where everybody's dripping with sweat and dying and then you're like sylvie you want to do some more burpees you're like that guy doesn't do another need <laughs> He doesn't need any invitation to make you do it because he'll just I, do it anyway. I know. So like, I remember like seeing people like over like, and then they'd look at me like, are yeah. you kidding me? And I'd I be was, like, I was one of those people. Yeah, no? I was one of those people. I was looking you? at you, but yeah. yeah, but then I'll just take it. Just like quietly take it because you can't say no. It's like oh. coach says so, fine. Do it, do it. Yeah. Unless I like genuinely thought I was going to die or break something. There's, you just have to do it. I just love the time when me and Uma, yeah, I just love the time me and Uma, like we finished doing uh, a group class. Uh, there were like f four or five of us or something. And uh, yeah, five of us doing a session with Sylvie. Mm. We just finished. And then um, Sylvie's like, I'm going to do some kettlebells and <laughs> Yeah, you guys want to join? And I was like, all right, fine. He's asked. It's like one of those things is like, I just want to see how far because I'm going to get pushed. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was just hilarious. So like me and Umar, like uh, we just did kettlebell swings and we thought, all right, we'll do 100 and we're out. We did, we got to 300. And then me and Umar were looking at each other like, when's the, uh, 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 I thought it was going to be for like 20 minutes. It's been an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we trained for three hours home. and we just destroyed our, hamstrings and hip hinge with uh with some of this but i was like yeah man i, I, I can't say no i'm just going to keep going until we don't go any longer yeah it was pretty nuts but uh, how did you yeah. feel the next day i i think of, i don't know i don't remember probably <laughs> maybe because yeah i just stopped functioning <laughs> you <laughs> um, can walk out of bed. yeah yeah no it was a, it, yeah it could have been a lot worse for sure it could have been a lot worse but um yeah it was it was brutal but you've got to put yourself through that once in a while to know what you're made of. Hell yeah. Yeah. I do miss that. Have you been, have you been wrestling recently? Have you done any, have you been back to the class or anything? Uh, not to a class. Me and me and my boy, um, son, we've been rolling at his place cause he's got a bit of mass oh, space, fun. which is good. Cool. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it was wicked. It was sick. It was just, um, we just got together this, we got together this week, last week. And, um, we're just, yeah, finding our groove again, looking at, you know, what we're doing well, what's not going so well, just through rolling. It's just like, let's just go for it and let's just see how we yeah. do. And so this week was a lot better than last week as well. We were already kind of like finding a bit more of a, 
a groove with it and then um, I filmed it as well and that's been really helpful because I was looking at the videos over the last couple of days from the session that we did and um, realizing like why did I do that you know <laughs> like why mm. what went through my mind to think that was a good option or mm. what was he doing which meant that I couldn't do the thing that I wanted to do and then I was like also in certain positions I because uh, everything like you know it feels like it happens so fast and you don't always get a grip on what's actually happening then you see it and you're like oh it's because you know I was trying to go for the mover and I was just not close enough to him I didn't close the space mm -hmm. enough and I left too much of a gap and then he was able to exploit that gap and then um, control me and then it's also like oh I fell the wrong side I was supposed to maneuver him a certain way and I went the wrong direction that's why I lost control and then mm -hmm. yeah and then looking at um and yeah, because then also there was like moments where um, you were just like, it was, it's kind of like you just go by an instinct as well when you're in the middle of it. And then mm -hmm. it works out. You're like, oh, cool. I'll be good to see what I actually did there because I don't really know why I thought that was a good idea. And yeah. Um, so yeah, you go back and you see that. And so I've actually learned a lot just by watching those roles again and um, yeah. realizing yeah okay this is where I'm making mistakes and this is what I did well but I did well there but I didn't have like two steps back that didn't have to be a thing for me to end up in this position where it's bad for me mm. so things like that so it's been uh, so that's really helpful so um I would actually yeah I really recommend that it's like as much as anybody can just film, film yourself rolling because yeah. you can go back and be like oh that was not very clean oh that didn't realize that happened there was another time when we filmed and um son got a triangle on me but like it was like a it was a very very dynamic maneuver it was in the middle of a transition and i just went and i just didn't realize i ended up in there because it happened so quickly and so dynamically and i was like oh shit i've just got i've just got got and then when i watched the video back i was like oh damn that was so smooth that was like he noticed this happened it was just it almost felt like instinct and i sent in the video and then it was like oh shit i didn't even like realize how um wow. yeah like the flow of it is like i knew what I, I knew that this mm. is what i wanted to pull off and i did it but it's also what triggered that line of action as well like you know what triggered that action to take place and that was really cool to see so um yeah yeah so doing that is That's really helpful interesting. Just, just evaluating yeah and also what must be interesting is like what were you thinking at the time that you were moving and to see that play back do you know what i mean it's like what was going through your head as you were doing those particular moves or were you weren't quite happy did you feel that was that that was there that interception as you were experiencing it and then playing back you were like oh yeah i wasn't feeling it then and i can see that in the way that i was rolling do you know what i mean mm, was there yeah. that as well yeah there's yeah there's certain points where you know you watch back and you're like oh i definitely didn't look as proactive as i could have been i definitely looked like i mm, doubted making the movement. yeah 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 and um exactly yeah, it's like definitely you you see that and then you see where you're more proactive and then you see where you've taken a risk just to see what would what would come off like that was another cool thing to see with um with with one of the roles i was like i just went for something which is kind of risky but um kept persevering to make it happen so mm. not um not end up taking the maneuver and thinking oh i'm in a bit of a, i'm in a bit of a tough spot to complete it and then just giving up it was like no no i'm going to keep persevering here and then seeing that happen and then what transpired after yeah. that was, uh, was good 
Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's good. It's just like, okay, there's, and then, yeah, I remember what I was thinking in that moment as well. So yeah. it's like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And then you can see that in the roles as well. So you can see yeah. when you're being more proactive versus being a bit, being a bit passive. And um, it yeah, so it's, yeah, exactly. So it's really cool. And then another good thing is like, um, just seeing where, um, where like, you're not sure you're not sure if the things you're doing are working the way you want them to. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you can get like, um, you start to, because of that, there's a little bit of doubt and then you don't follow through with the move and then, you know, you get owned instead of you owning the person. So it was cool to see that going back as I know, actually I was doing okay here and I should have just persevered with that. And, um, and I would have protected myself better but I just kind of gave up a little bit mm. because I thought, no, I don't have this sealed the way I need it to need it to be. Mm. So things, uh, things like that. And then you, yeah, you get a little bit of an insight into um, what's working and why it's working and then what's not working and then what you were thinking to make it not work as well. That feedback's important. That visual mm. feedback's really important. Um, and it's something I'll start doing as I as I start prepping. Is I mean, you know, it's going to be very different. It's not it's it's not complex like rolling, but you know, um, just just seeing form and technique and how it can be better, and and just to, just to make your body work and and be more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And you just pick up on that. Like, okay, next time, going to do going to do better with it. Do that that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing because it feels, it also feels like play as well. Yeah. And, um, oh, you know, yeah, it really does. Yeah, you know, it's just, um, you know, we were talking about it with uh, with Cindy in episode 60 mm. about play and play fighting and rough and tumble play and risky play for kids and how it's imperative for their development, yeah. basically. And um, so the like the misconception there is, is like it's, it's uncontrolled aggression and it needs to be stamped out. As I know, actually, this is how kids are actually learning to... We learn. Um, learning to socialize and uh, get to grips with how their body works as well yeah. along with that and it's important for cognition and um and other and other things as well just in terms of being able to handle yourself through life and uh, there's there's a place for it um in adulthood as well you have to be able to play you have to have that sense of play with it so with um, with jits like you know it's again, I talk about it often in terms of how it helps me just confront myself and figure out some things. And that's one of those things as well, where if I'm being, um, if I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm like, Oh, why did I want to do this? I should have done this. I should have done that. And, uh, I shouldn't be getting my ass kicked and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't like, you know, mm-hmm. I, shouldn't, I believe that sh- things should be a certain way. It takes the fun out of it. Whereas instead, because I realized I've been doing that, I was doing that even. Um, I made it a lot more playful instead now. So instead it's like, nice. like again, Good. it comes back to that curiosity as well, explorative but, um, curiosity and just going like, oh, that didn't work out. How comes that didn't work out? And then I see it in the video and yeah. then I'm like, okay, I can do that better. And then it just makes it a bit more exciting to be like, oh, there, there's there's headway here. There's improvement here. And, um, and approaching mm-hmm. in that playful way rather than um, kind of, uh, berating yourself for not being at the level you think you should be at and then it's like actually no nah, you just get better and get better and get better by spotting the mistakes and keep making those mistakes or making higher level mistakes not make the same mistake make higher level mistakes because mm. you correct that mistake and you move on because it's always going to be about mistakes and we talked about it before as well how mistakes just basically highlight to the brain um what needs to change 
and uh, and then you go about changing it because if you're not aware of um, that mistake as you would be in jiu-jitsu because it's real-time punishment for the mistake that you make right yeah and you're like uh okay cool there's immediate feedback there and then you can use that feedback and you help you help it uh, help you get better and just approaching that in a playful way rather than thinking you've fucked up multiple times it mm. uh, makes such a such a difference to what you get out of it and um and uh, yeah there's a hell of a lot more enjoyment from it definitely i think it really helps to get you out of your head as well and mm. while you were talking i thought something i got reminded of something that sylvia our, our old trainer said to you that, you know you can get quite bogged down with thinking about how your technique is and all that sort of stuff and you just went grinda i need you to go hard or something like that <laughs> yeah. what was it and it was just like it was just yeah. like just get out of your head and i think yeah. sometimes it is just about getting out of your head and playing and not worrying about perfect technique or being perfect or how it's looking or how it is or what you're going to do or what you're achieving. It is just because that's when the flow state happens, when you start to play and fuck about. And, and, you know, and I say this to my son all the time. It's like, don't worry about it not being perfect. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just start, just play, just mess about. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's like when I used to write music and do things like that, it would, just, it would just be about starting. Or when I had to approach a really difficult piece or whatever it is that I was doing, it would just be about... <clears throat> starting that process and playing about with it because otherwise you're never going to start are you mm -hmm. oh it's yeah. too complicated i can't do it so it's like with me and jits it's like i can get very bogged down and be like i don't know where's my hand got to be and what, what what did my hand go here and and then eventually you've just got to go fuck it and and just do it haven't you and get out of your yeah. head and i think that's yeah. what that is really good for because when someone's coming at you You've got to get out of your head because you, yeah. you, you've just got to maneuver, haven't you? So mm. I think it's really good and, and not that whole, I should do this, I should do that, I should be like that, I need to be, yeah, we could all be better at everything, but just play, just move, just flow. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I, think, I think that's going to be a good place to leave it, just flow. For sure, just flow, people. Mm. I love it. Cool. <laughs> so... After several weeks of um, having some guests on the trot, um, which has been, yeah, it's been a great, it's been amazing. It's amazing. been total, edu total education as well. Loved it. Yeah. Um, so back to the dynamic duo. Yeah. I'm clearly, I'm clearly Batman. You're Robin. <laughs> Why is it going right, to be Batman and Robin? Why? Tom and Jerry. Uh, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Oh man! Sweetie Bird and Sylvester. Yeah, but there's always there's always somebody who's getting messed over in that, and like what Wiley Coyote and Pig Man and what's his cat called? Battle oh, God. Cat. Is that Battle oh, Cat? I can't even remember. Said in a Cockney accent. Battle Cat. Uh, I can't is remember. It? That's hilarious. No, <laughs> that just means that one of us is getting shafted every time. <laughs> It's like Wiley Coe and Roadrunner. I want to be Robin. Think of something better for next week. How is that not good? I don't want to be Robin. Because he's like, he's boring. Think of something better for next week. Mm. Well, as long as I can still be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, you could be the Joker. You'd be my arch nemesis. Well, this is again, see, somebody's getting screwed over. No, can't have that. Is, um, we'll think. We'll discuss. Let's not discuss yeah. now. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> hurry up, come on. <laughs> there you go, snort. 
Um, I, for our listeners, I always count whenever Jude snorts. I think that was a third one today, <laughs> but that was, there was two off air. That's <laughs> the first one on air ever, that snort. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <it>. amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I hope everybody got something out of this episode as well. It was a few things that we were talking about, which, um, uh, yeah, which just kind of evolved as well. Like you know, Jude's training plan that she's got coming up, which is amazing. I think uh, having like real time, like week on week updates about how it's going is going to be pretty sweet. And, um, give a real good insight to everybody paying attention because um i think uh, yeah i think it's useful just to hear somebody's story when you're going through something like this and just mm-hmm. getting real about it but also um appreciating appreciating the journey for what it is and then yeah stuff about um you know when people need to make a change how to coax out that change and whether you should be asking somebody to change or whether it should come from themselves and then a lot about alcohol and then also about jiu-jitsu and how you can evaluate your own performance as well. It's like, yeah, this is not just a jiu-jitsu thing. It's like, uh, you know, how can you set up some, um, like, markers for yourself for improvement and um, and enjoy that process while you're at it and play. You know, it's all, all make it playful, whatever it is, whether it's a conversation, whether it's a thing that you're doing, the more play you can introduce, um, the hell of a lot more you get out of it. And... Um, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, as uh, as my friend's son said it, you just this one sentence that just encapsulates play so perfectly. He just didn't realize how perfect it was. Like, I was like, I don't think you realize how perfect that sentence is that you said. He said, play is basically failing with a smile on your face. Ah, oh, son. And nice. I was like, yeah, I was like bro, you, you, you have no idea how profound that actually is. Cause that, is that, that encompasses it so well yeah there's there's so much that goes into like play and what we understand about the neurobiology of it now as well but uh but that's what it is because you're learning to um learning to capitalize on any mistakes you're learning to do better because play helps you create the uh, what i like to call like you know rules of engagement anything whether it's social Mm. whether it's um and like you know figuring out your body whether you're doing something well or not you're just basically failing with a smile on your face and it gets you comfortable Great with that failure. Really good. Exactly. Um, philosopher son over there. So that's a good way to end the podcast. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you took a lot away out of this one and um, tell us what you think about it. Just get in touch with us over at Evolve Achieve Thrive on Instagram. And, um, and, and uh, oh man forgot what I was going to say that. yeah just leave us a rating and review as well um if you're enjoying if you're enjoying the show yeah, it helps us get the show out there as well so please 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 share it with other people we love to uh we love to get it out there and get a lot more other people listening and hopefully provide them some insights um in and you know help them think about things in a certain way which they might not have considered before which will improve improve their life so thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you next time <laughs>